0: Hi, welcome to Invent Anything. I'm John Cronin. Today we're going to be talking about renewing your business using intellectual property, and this is part one.
1: Inventions keep the world spinning. From fire in the wheel to today's high-tech, inventions power change. Turn your inventions into reality. Learn how to get your ideas to market. This is Invent Anything with John Cronin
0: this episode we will cover how to renew your business using intellectual property. By this we mean how to give it new life, a new value, and possibly to a new enhanced value. Renewing your business using IP is done by creating intellectual property, like patents, trade secrets, and enabled publications. You can learn about those in my previous podcasts. Learn what others have done to enhance their business using intellectual property. And it may surprise you how IP can help totally renew your business. Simply taking your existing business And seeing and developing the existing IP and using those rights can be transformative to help your business grow. Learn about 10 different ways between these two podcasts that you can renew your business using IP. Now, in this first part, part one, uh, we're going to cover five topics. One is how IP can enhance the employee morale in your company. The second is how you can increase sales. Very important. The third is how you can improve your brand. The fourth topic we'll talk about is creating innovative product enhancements to make your company continually be recharged. And then topic number five is to enhance and control business relationships. And then, of course, we'll wrap up. Previous podcasts where audiences could be varied between intellectual property experts and business experts, et cetera, this one is really designed for kind of a different audience. So here we go. Some of the thoughts of who the audience might be for this. Those who have intellectual property, but they've never really leveraged it in the in a company. This is for you. Those small companies may not be using IP to help their business, this podcast podcast can definitely help you. Third is for companies that were raising money. This podcast can be used to modify your business plan and then to embed that into the investment package to show how your business can be transformative using IP. And on the other side of the table is investors or board members can use this podcast to understand how to guide and drive value in their member companies. From mid-sized companies and large companies, or if you're an IP director or uh, some executive, you can use this pod- podcast to give you new ideas on how you can grow your business. And finally, for entrepreneurs, there are dozens of tricks here and to help you improve your company and the direction you're headed. So this is John Cronin from Invent Anything, and coming up, you'll learn how to use patents to inspire morale, and then with those results, enhance your marketing effectiveness by multiples of its current
1: attractiveness. You're listening to Invent Anything with John Cronin. Be sure to visit us at inventanything.net. There's information, articles, and more. And you can leave your thoughts and comments there as well. That's inventanything.net. And now back to John and this episode.
0: So let's talk about the first topic, topic number one, enhance employee morale. My goodness, use intellectual property to enhance morale. I can tell you from a personal standpoint, when I first started my job at IBM, when I started to invent and get recognized for the inventions, it made me feel a whole lot differently about myself and about what I would do for IBM. And so hopefully this topic will help you with your employees and improve the morale. So one thing is recognizing employees' creative talents through the work they do, by getting patents or provisionals or trade secrets, really can help a person you know, get more self-esteem. By documenting employees' contributions to inventions, it not only gives your employees recognition, but it improves in a solid way to build a culture of innovation. You can create sort of an innovation ladder of success, if you will. And by doing that, what you're doing is you're tying sort of promotions and raises and so, sort of things where innovation and invention is essentially part of that understanding. So promotion through patent successes or adding that as part of it will definitely drive your employees to be more creative. I have a great story about a good friend of mine, uh, my best friend that was my boss at IBM for a number of years, Carta Canta, who basically used patents as a criteria for success. You could not get from a, a performance level of three up to a one unless you had at least three patents that you had written up. So that was unbelievable. The long-term effect of that over over eight year period was his group, by by any measure, became one of the most inventive groups that IBM ever had. As a matter of fact, they did the study on this group that I was in that he ran because he helped us you know, see the power of invention uh, and put it right in our performance plans, was they took all the inventors at IBM and created a virtual group of 10. And then they looked at the group that he had, and his group was better than any virtual group of the top 10 IBM inventors. So I know employee morale gets you know, jacked up if you start to recognize it. You know, small companies can provide reward systems for innovation, things like extra time off or giving them some experimental equipment to encourage innovation. Think about that, giving an employee some experimental uh, you know, tools and technology. You, you you have a better result, and they would have a lot more fun. One other thing you could do is have low-cost rewards for employees, things like dinners for two or something to even put on their desk or some sort of press release that uh, one of the employees just had a patent issued or, or, or filed. It doesn't cost much to recognize employees. You know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So it's important to try to get the employees to understand how much you care about their creative contributions. And then you can have more sustainable innovation contributions for your company. Things like plateau awards or given by management or time off, or even some small paid trips that I've seen. So employee morale through intellectual property is a definite adder to the morale and culture of the company. One thing you can do is to give uh, employees some extra time off for an innovative or you know patent award. Now, for those managers like myself, I've been a CEO of a number of companies, last thing I want to do is kind of give employees time off, right? So most of the studies will show that if you give an employee time off for things like developing inventions, they actually come back to the lab in their time off to do something that they wanted to do to improve the business. So think about that, employee time off. One of the things that you could do here is to use uh, this morale system using a reward system so it becomes easier to highlight and find new bright people. If the whole company's got a morale where intellectual property and patents and creativity is important, you can really sell that when you're trying to get new hires. Because every new potential hire wants to know that their creativity will be rewarded. There are a bunch of pitfalls associated with this. We could go through a bunch of them. So, it has to be done right. So, you might want some expert guidance on how to do this. For instance, some companies, when they start improving the morale using intellectual property, all of a sudden they're going to see an increase in quantity of ideas. And if they don't not handle that, what's going to happen is it will go the opposite, it'll create a, a disincentive. I mean, I, we want quality, but any company I've ever worked with always has to have quantity first in order to get the quality. But you have to go through how to deal with quantity in, in, in a way that makes people feel good. So let's go through a second topic, improving sales. Very important. And so hopefully a marketing person is listening to this. So what do we do to use intellectual property, renew your business by improving sales? Well, one thing is you can leverage using your IP the term patent pending, or when you file a provisional, you use patent pending. And when you do that, you put it on the website, put it on your marketing materials. And what that does is it helps defer, deter copycats. What that does is give you more exclusivity in the market. Another thing it does is it helps improve customer interaction. And also what we found is that intellectual property by itself has about a 34% increase in margin. A second thing you can do is use sort of patent support in your marketing materials. By this, I mean you can literally take a patent when it's issued and find a third-party writer to write a nice article about your company and talk about the intellectual property that was just filed. This is done all the time by others, and so want to take advantage of that. A press release might take three or $500. So imagine a third party writing a press release about your new invention, talking about your patents and how great your company is, and that you now own this innovation. Very inexpensive marketing. Another thing you could do is use marketing and use a whole patent portfolio. So as you start to develop more patents and more trade secrets, you can now talk about a portfolio. And here, from a marketing perspective, what you're trying to do is showcase your company's impact as an industry leader in the world, in your sector. You know, I've talked about trade secrets in the, certain podcasts we have specifically on that you can go back and look at. But you use trade secrets, which, by the way, is creativity from your employees who developed all this stuff. Use that very loudly in your marketing. And by doing that, what's happening is, once again, you're having the drumbeat that your company's innovative. And by using trade secrets, this is even better than patents in a lot of ways is they don't actually know what the trade secret is. So you're getting all this value in your trade secrets and nobody even knows what that secret is. So it creates kind of an a, a even higher intellectual value for your company. I talk about patents pending and trade secrets and so on, but you can combine these in your marketing campaign. Talking about patents that are protecting the use, make use of sell, trade secrets, you know, protecting the proprietary nature of some of the algorithms, some of the recipes and some of the things that you do. And so marketing campaigns that embrace intellectual property uh, could do much better for the company. You know, a solid patent uh, position can prevent customers from shopping you around. So if you put patents and trade secrets in, in your marketing materials, in your website, and there's a ways to do that, which is doesn't sort of knock the customer over the head with it, but it leaves them with the idea that if they're gonna decide on whether they want your service or product, maybe they won't decide to go to someplace else because they'll now know that you're the one who owns it. One of the things in marketing is that, you know, you have this thing called contributory patent infringement meaning if a number of players are doing something where they're contributing to infringement of your patent, there's the ability to enforce your patents on a contributory basis. So you could use contributory patent infringement by emphasizing the company's commitment to respecting intellectual property rights. In other words, by saying that you respect intellectual property rights. Uh, By definition, when you're showing your patents, you're hoping that others respect your intellectual property rights. You know, exercising the exclusive right that comes with solid patent positions, really can help marketing advertisements, to help build trust with customers, and and really talk about the value of your product and and really talk about the people who invented it and their history, et cetera. And this will all help to embellish the marketing and the direction of the product or service you're selling. You can create a patent-inspired social media campaign. But by that, I mean, you can get third parties to write about you in all sorts of different medias based upon your patents. So, I mean, you could do that for your product, sure, but you may have five patents on your product. So that gives you five more times to talk about your innovativeness. One of the things that I've seen, and this is one of the last pieces here, is I've seen patent inspired merchandise. What we mean by that is a company could create merchandise inspired by their patents, such as creating t-shirts or coffee mugs featuring a patent drawing. Uh, And even I've seen companies make little cartoons of this. So instead of like saying you have the patent and you've got to enforce it, you actually show the patent a picture of it and and, and a little graphic about it so people get the point without you having to hit them over the head with patents. Look, you guys are doing marketing. You're marketing geniuses, I get that. You probably didn't recognize, right, that you use patents, trade secrets, and enable publications. And so from a marketing perspective, given two companies, if one marketing person knew how to use intellectual property and the other didn't, I'd bet you the one that knew how to use it would do dramatically better. Coming up, you may find this interesting that you can also use intellectual property to enhance your brand. There are really hundreds of ways to do this, and we'll learn a few examples. Also, what we'll do is add a little bit more fuel to the fire by talking about how you can now use intellectual property to literally improve your product enhancements so you can get more return on investment. So we'll see you in a minute.
1: You're listening to Invent Anything with John Cronin. Be sure to visit us at inventanything.net. There's information, articles, and more. And you can leave your thoughts and comments there as well. That's inventanything.net. And now back to John and this episode.
0: So let's go to topic number three, using intellectual property to renew your business by improving your brand. And we just talked about advertising. The results of good advertising, obviously, is going to to improve your brand. So one thing you can do is leverage intellectual property in a way to renew and update your brand image to be that as an an innovator. For instance, supposing you could use intellectual property to get license agreements. This is a way that companies can modify, monetize their IP, get more money in. But it does show that your inventions are very market-driven. One of the things you could do is build a very strong brand image as an innovator uh, because you're developing IP. I mean, sort of think about this, when you have patents, it's the patent office that has no dog in the fight, right? They they just think it's, it's, it's worthy of a patent. So now you have this independent third-party expert called patent office that is granting you the the brand image that you're an innovator. One of the things is you can use brand to create partnerships with other companies and organizations because your brand as an innovator attached to some other company in the value chain would help them sort of take the drag and and also become an innovator. Let's uh, think about using brand like uh, uh, brand identity and how do you seem property to do that. There's a company that I'm sure a lot of Uh, are familiar with Yeti. Yeti is a company that produces high-end coolers and outdoor equipment. It has leveraged their patent protection to establish themselves as a leader in the outdoor equipment industry. Yeti has been granted several patents related to their products, including their Tundra line and all that. By protecting their patents, Yeti has been able to establish a strong brand identity and differentiate themselves from all competitors. And this has allowed Yeti to maintain a premium brand. So there's a real example of how a a company that just makes cooler cooler, uh, cups is now considered a very innovative technology and company. One of the things you could do is to enhance brand. It's a graphically integrate intellectual property into your products. What does that mean? Well, now, now this is pretty sophisticated, but once you get this, I think the light bulb can go on and you can use it for all sorts of things. So basically uh, Nike developed a technology called Flywire and they, they patented it. So Flywire is a way that when they're making the shoes, they can connect the soles with wires to the sides of the sneaker up to the top. And so it gives them better stability and better turning and all that. All that. So what they did is they took the concept of Flywire and created a graphic on the side of the sneakers. So now the sneakers have these sort of green lightning bolts from the top to the sole. And it's now gotten people to understand what Flywire is about. So now people are buying Nike shoes with Flywire, but the whole thought is they know it's patent protected. So this is a way you can use graphics to essentially get along with your brand to essentially embed it right into your products. One thing you could do is to showcase your IP to, the, to being very differentiated from competitors. If you take Coca-Cola, for instance, one of the things it did, which was very unique, was to create a, this thing called um, freestyle. It's a freestyle machine where you can literally design the drink that you want to drink. Hit the button and the drink comes out. And so a lot of a lot of places now have Coca-Cola freestyle machine. So what happens is uh, Coca-Cola has used their intellectual property on this to develop a whole marketing campaign to improve you know, their, their new device. One of the things that you know, we could do here is to conduct a competitive analysis. And we can use this to highlight areas where the company has a strong IP, IP position. We do a lot of this in IP capital where some companies will have us come to essentially understand the competitive landscape and to show our firm where, where their patents are, uh, exist and where competitors don't. And then you write position papers or show graphs and charts in marketing to show how you're different, that you have an actual property that nobody else has. done has. So it's not only the fact that you've got patents or trade secrets, it's how to position that against the competition and be able to put that into your brand. One of the things, uh, and I mentioned this before, but could be done, is to ghostwrite articles regarding the innovativeness of your company and then have them be kind of articles that are attached. Uh, and link to your website etc so you're getting these sort of ghost written third-party articles about how good your patent position is or how good your products are and how good the patent protection of those products are one of the things you can do is develop what we would call an ip landscape to figure out where all the companies are in your in your patent world and then figure out which ones of those companies are closest to you or different than you based upon the intellectual property and their brand and if you start to see that maybe your sales aren't as high as you thought and you start to see that others are getting more sales Maybe those other companies basically have used intellectual property more to enhance their brand. One of the great stories about how you can lead to more customer trust and loyalty is how you you can use intellectual property it, even in your commercials or advertising to improve your brand. So we can go to My Pillow. We've all seen those um, you know commercials where he's talking about his patented protected product and the different ways his technology is the only technology that can be used for something. So he has a pillow. And his his first groups of patents were around how he had three different pieces of foam in the pillow so you had a better comfort. Apparently, these three different sizes of foam allows you to get a much better fit to your head. So now what he's done with all the new commercials, he's talking about how this new pillow, which has the previous patents, has the new patents around where the foam has all sorts of material science technologies in it to eliminate sweat and make it cooler and things like that. So my pillow is using intellectual property concurrently with everything it does in its advertisement, which is just pure genius because he's making people realize and quite rightly, that it's very innovative. So there's some ways that you could talk about brand. There's many other ways we can talk about brand to renew your business using an option property. Let's go to topic number four. How do we renew our business using IP? Well, one way is to create innovative product enhancements. So now I might be talking more from the from the marketing of brand people, now I'm talking to you guys that are in sort of the technology development, the product development. And if you're a small company with 10 people, it's probably one person on marketing brand and one person in product development. But if it's a larger company, of course, now I'm talking to that group in product development. Also probably talking to the CEO of the company because this gives you an insight as to how to improve your company, renew, renewing your company using intellectual property. So how do we use intellectual property to help produce innovative product enhancements? Well, one thing is, and you could, there's countless examples of this, is that you can use intellectual property in a direct way to renew your business by getting more intellectual property on something. Let's use the example of Dyson. I mean, prior to Dyson, there was vacuum cleaners, right? But Dyson actually turned this whole game around. He took the normal vacuum cleaner, and he started to improve it. He improved it 10 ways till Sunday. He, he made vacuum cleaners to cyclone technologies. He changed the battery systems. He He literally went through the entire product, and basically reinvented the entire vacuum cleaner. And having hundreds of patents, he's now catapulted the company well beyond most companies would have ever got. So this is a way that patents could be used to help improve product enhancements and, and drive it into the market. One of the techniques that we use is called the on Demand, which is a specific process we use with creativity tools to drive product enhancements. So you could do the same, right? You could take uh, sessions with your products and put it on the table and start to say, what are the 100 ways that we can improve this product, not just one or two ways? So use product enhancements and cover it with intellectual property to renew your business. And, and, and by the way, it's very possible to take any product or service and do this. One thing is that you could create new IP to enhance your current products in an inexpensive, powerful way. One of the things is that you can help a business stay ahead of competition by expanding into new markets. There's always the possibility of taking your product and invent and position it towards new markets. And the product of services being sold could then sort of be reinvented in another market. Most of the patents that we see are written for a set of different markets, but they're only used in one. So it's a great opportunity to take the patents and understand what other markets are available and move it over. I have a client, for instance, that's using a technology whereby they, they are a technology that has to do with, you know, one like uh, sterilization or something, and they're using it for a brand new place uh, that could be used things is that we can do forward-looking patents and and use these to hold in place our innovations for new products. So, for instance, we could create some intellectual property on what we see our product be in three or five years from now and patent that now, so we're holding the place. One things is that we can take a look at provisional applications, and you could file those quickly to get an early filing date to once again own something really quickly. We talked about earlier something called virtualized innovation, and what virtualized innovation means is really you get everybody together in an office with a whiteboard and you start talking about the future product enhancement, but then you go further on that. You start getting on your laptops and start studying the internet and start asking questions about you know, what this new technology is going to be and, and how it's going to be enabled. And start asking more questions and documenting this. And what's happening is without even going into the laboratory, you're basically developing the product enhancement. So you can use this search of virtualized innovation technique. One of the things we can do is you can protect the business and innovation by really taking what you're doing and event on top of yourself. What do we mean by event on top of itself? Well, it means that whatever you're doing, you basically sort of pretend that you're a competitor and you're going to kill yourself with the new technology. A great example is Netflix. I don't know if folks remember this, but Netflix started with as a DVD by mail. And they've constantly, constantly reinvented themselves. So, I mean, today they're producing their own movies, right? What are they gonna do next? Uh, so Netflix goes from just mailing out DVDs to now becoming a powerhouse of media. It's a great example of how uh, you could think about inventing on top of yourself. One of the things is that you can renew your business with sort of dedicated effort on intellectual property. Now we've talked about all the things you could do, but starting with some education would be important, right? It's inexpensive, uh, but then implementing this stuff, you might not understand, But go to some of the other podcasts, it's not that expensive to start running invention sessions, to renew the product, to start developing new marketing campaigns, et cetera. One of the things we could do is to sort of renew the business whereby uh, you you can low cost using sort of interesting tools, create new ideas, use virtualization, create the forward patents, and then hold all that in place. Michelin is sort of an interesting example of this. Michelin Entire Company started to do this a number of years ago. all of a sudden they started developing new programs for innovation and they started doing interesting things like they started using 3d printing in order to design a thread of of the tires then that got to the point that they could use 3d printing to produce 3d printing sort of on demand to create the thread that you want so they can have people literally ordering tires you know in sectors based on the types of threads they wanted and then they created all these patents around this technology so you can renew your business at low cost by reinventing it and then getting the patents protected. So coming up, we're going to see how you can enhance and control business relationships. And once you can do that, you can invent anything. Once you can do that, then you can do anything. And by using patents, trade secrets, and enable publications creatively, you can maximize the control of all business relationships. I want you to learn how.
1: You're listening to Invent Anything with John Cronin. Be sure to visit us at inventanything.net. There's information, articles, and more. And you can leave your thoughts and comments there as well. That's inventanything.net. And now back to John and this episode.
0: So let's go to topic number five, enhancing and controlling business relationships. One of the things about intellectual property is when you create it, it's a direct way to renew business uh, and then establish from that new business relationships. And there's all sorts of ways to use intellectual property to get control and enhance business relationships. You can use intellectual property to license, to improve joint ventures, to improve defensive positioning, for cross-licensing, to get involved in patent pools, to do collaborative R&D, do strategic acquisitions, do exclusive licenses, understand infringement, maybe use that, patent monetization, maybe patent sales, and many other things, maybe even creating standards in the industries that you can patent protect. You know there are various techniques and tools that we've talked about one again which is invention on demand it helps you create new ideas you know once you see that you can invent anything i believe you could do anything what that means is that if you decide that you want to do licensing and you have a product but you don't have any patents because you know you can start inventing product improvements very quickly within the matter of months you get an ip position and within six to nine months uh, push patents through the patent office with the fast tracking have patents issued. And now you're talking about licensing. Because when you can invent anything, you're really going do anything. One of the things is that you can create new IP and help your business stay ahead of the competition and expand into new markets, which we've mentioned. This is a great example of a company which is a drone delivery company in Canada. And this company basically specialized in drone logistics and created several patents related to its drone technology. And by protecting and leveraging its patents, it started to differentiate itself from its competitors in drone logistics. And then all of a sudden, they started securing contracts with Walmart and, and large companies and even uh, Walmart's Drug market to, to deliver drugs. And they expanded into other markets. And then they used it to license the technologies for Air Canada. There's a small company, but because of intellectual property, they were doing deals with large companies. You could not do that without intellectual property because Walmart would just take a look at what you're doing and just do it. So by having intellectual property, you leverage the company up. We talked about forward looking patents and giving you the ability to hold your place with new products. And one of the things about these forward looking patents is that you feel good about talking about your new product and services to people, not worrying that you're somehow going to lose the rights to them because you forward patent again. So, the idea of using forward patenting uh, when you're talking to a partner, for instance, um, maybe you talk to a partner and they're starting to talk about some new relationship with you. If you can go back to the office and create your forward patents in that direction, now you own that direction and, and they don't. So using this idea of forward patenting certainly gets you to the point that you can really control relationships. One of the things is I came upon a really interesting a company called Basecamp. And in this particular company, it's literally leveraged an idea lists to control partnerships. What they started to do is they do, they do product management team communication software. And what they were able to do is start to use their high brand loyalty. And what they started to do is to create all sorts of customer feedback lists and all sorts of access to all these lists. And what happened is the sheer number of ideas they had that they were using with their customers allowed them to be the brand. So this is a company that didn't even need patents to essentially get to the point where it's leveraging its huge intellectual property of creating vast numbers of ideas. We talk about virtualiz- virtualized innovation. And so, one of the things we could do with virtualized innovation is to help us very quickly test refined ideas and then figure out when to commit to more costly product directions. Virtual innovation can enhance the competitive advantage or allow for strategic alignment or create new revenue, ge- revenue generation opportunities. But you're doing all that work virtually. You're not producing the product, you're not writing the code. You're essentially creating this in you know, a well thought out virtualized way. And then you create protective forward patenting. So, what's really neat about this is that you're able to really get control of relationships in your business by essentially doing everything virtual and then allowing that virtualization to be protected. One of things, another way to control relationships is use trade secrets. A trade secret protection program can enhance and control business relationships, and that will enhance competitive advantage, trust, and confidentiality. Allows you to have negotiation leverage because they'll never know your trade secrets. And allows you to build a sort of brand reputation that you're special, you're innovative. So using trade secrets is another way of doing that. And lastly, believe it or not, using enable publications. So we talked about patents, we talked about trade secrets, but now we can use the third leg of the stool, enable publications to control business relationships. For example, you can use enable publications to enhance and control businesses by creating prior art that nobody has and even prior art that they don't know about. So it would stop them from inventing on top of you. And this gives you another competitive advantage because a lot of companies may think they can get into the discussion and get more value in the partnership by patenting on top of you, but you you take that away from them by creating prior art. As before, it does take a dedicated effort and some resources to do this. But I think renewing your business using IP, I hope that the mindset that you're generating, generating listening to this first podcast is that it doesn't take a lot of resources and money and time to do it. It just takes commitment to learn how to do it and to put some investment in. Renewing business at low cost can be achieved by all these tools we talked about, virtualized innovation, invention on demand, forward look at patents, et cetera. And, And we've talked about this at least four times. No one is actually building anything in a lot of these cases that you're essentially virtualizing and getting the forward patents in place and working in this place called intellectual property. You know, there's real property, physical property, and there's intellectual property. Intellectual property could cover what's already existing as a product, or a service that really exists, or it could cover a future idea. So while we wrap up, um, topic number one: employee morale. We talked about sort of recognizing and documenting employees' innovativeness and in their technical work through patents, provisional[s] and trade secrets. We talked about creating employee innovation ladders successes. We talked about how that makes employees flourish. We talked about reward systems and taking extra time off, or here's some new equipment, or low cost rewards, or an invention plateau or some way to encourage uh, innovation with employees. This led to sort of like recognizing that employees who, who allow more time off may actually get that time back, right? They get these unexpected gains. There's a few pitfalls we mentioned and probably you could use an expert to help with that. I gave you the example of uh, my friend Carter Cantin and what he did to really reinvent invention in IBM through his reward system to enhance morale. So employee morale is one way that you can use IP to to renew your business, the second topic we talked about was increasing sales. We discovered discussed leveraging IPs with the use of patent pending terms, patent supported marketing campaigns, patent portfolios, trade secrets, and all those sorts of things. We just, we emphasized the fact that a solid patent position can prevent customers from shopping you around. We also talked about creating patent inspired social media campaigns and merchandise that really helps with brand recognition. So overall, developing patents can patent pending trade secrets can all lead to improved sales through the use of marketing campaigns. We hope you kind of understand that because it's a low cost way to really leverage your your business. Third topic we talked about is improving your brand. Leveraging intellectual property can renew or update the brand image through things like monetizing IP, creating strong partnerships, using it to showcase your competitive advantage, integrating it graphically into products that we talked about, differentiating a company from competitors, License agreements, as we talked about before, for monetization, using third-party experts to help advertise a company's IP, using an IP landscape to show your position in the pack, and even by showing the unique technologies you have. We talked about sort of companies like MyPillow and how their company is being built around their intellectual property in every commercial they do. Improve your brand and renew your your company using IP. In topic number four, we talked about creative innovative product enhancements. Here what we're doing is we're sort of developing enhancements to the product through new intellectual property development. We talked about a classic example, right? Dyson, who kind of reinvented the entire vacuum cleaner. Uh, we talked about various tools to do stuff like this, like invention on demand. Um, you can go to one of our podcasts and learn about that. When you obtain these IP rights, you get real, really great competitive advantage through licensing. And we've talked about sort of the use of like Michelin, who basically was able to use 3D printing and the patents and the technology to actually reinvent itself and now have different markets. So create a new innovative product enhancements is a great way to essentially improve your business using IP. And finally, topic number five, we talk about in, in, enhancing and controlling business relationships. You know, le- leveraging actually property is a very powerful way to do that. Uh, through various techniques like licensing, joint ventures, defensive positioning, patent pools. You can do all these things to create uh, ways to get control enhance relationship with partners. You can literally forward patent to get inventions that sort of hold your place. You can basically use uh, different levels of protection. I talked about the drone company of Canada that successfully used patents to protect your innovative technology and expand it, where they were doing all sorts of licensing deals with uh, even Air Canada. Other methods, such as virtual innovation, trade secrets, product protection programs, et cetera, uh, we've discussed. Overall, renewing your business through IP does require uh, a dedicated effort, it does require understanding some resources and tools and techniques to do that but the ROI is high. So we hope you learned in this first part, five of the ways that you can renew your company using IP. And we hope you'll join us in part two, the next five areas we want to talk about how to renew your business using intellectual property. So stay tuned to that. And as before, if you like this, please subscribe and join our blog Invent anything. This is John Cronin. Thank you very much.